0: I like beer. It makes me a jolly
1: good fellow.
0: I like beer. It helps me
1: unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And
0: uh, with us tonight, back from, uh, I don't know what, back from a long time, hiatus, the doctor. Back from the future. Aloha. Good to be with you. There's a doctor in the house? There is a doctor in
1: the house. Welcome back, Doc. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned
0: it into a podcast. You know what it is? It is San Diego Beer Week, so that's pretty much all you need to say. One of the best weeks of the year. Yes.
2: (laughs) Every week,
0: San Diego Beer Week. But this is the
2: official, <laughs> official San, Diego San Diego Brewers uh, Guild, which okay. is, we're going to
1: learn about uh, here in just a moment. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a Beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, everybody. Don't be a freaking manis. Buy me a beer, not a freaking
2: coffee. Go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a beer. And then buy me a beer.
1: which is gracias. That's buy me a beer. Click the link on the website, I like beer the podcast.com. And when you do, you support our podcast and we can keep doing it. And then we can go out to San Diego Beer Week and enjoy beer. No, we don't use that money for beer. We use it to run the podcast. That's true. <laughs> so check out the website I like beerthepodcast.com. You know, talent, we've had an amazing run of guests on the show the last couple months. We have. Right? Special people, good people doing good things. Great people, yeah. Uh, that doesn't end. This continues. Welcome to our show. Chris Legizamen from Pure Project Brewing, beer educator, and repping as the San Diego Brewers Guild today in studio. Welcome, Chris. Thank
0: you so much <laughs> yeah. for having me. It's a pleasure. And thanks for coming. And thanks for bringing beer. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we we should start yeah. there. I Don't bury that, the lead. Yeah. What are we drinking?
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. uh, so thank you so much for having me. Um, like you said, we're gonna be talking about San Diego Beer Week, a ten-day event that just celebrates local craft beer. Here in our hands, this is gonna be Sakura. It's our fourth time making it. I'm over at Pure Project. This is the Pure Project pizza Port collaboration. Sakura meaning cherry blossom. Um, This is a logistical nightmare, but (laughs) it's our beer. It's our version of this beer. It's their version of a beer and they stack together to create one cohesive image. So on the top is gonna be our cherry blossoms. On the bottom, it's gonna be waves, um, which means Nami in Japanese. And you stack them together. It uses a little bit of flaked rice, so it dries out the body. You have Wamea hops from New Zealand, and then ours uses hand selected mosaic. Theirs uses hand selected citra. And just like we were talking about before the uh, before we started recording, it's kind of like chefs. Each pasta sauce slightly different depending on how long you want it to boil. How if you add the basil at the beginning or towards the end for more aromatics. Same concept. Both are West Coast IPAs, but you could clearly define uh, each
1: brewery's approach to that style. Well, Doc, you're our, our APA, IPA nut. What do you think? It's, Patrick, I'm, I'm a fan. But, you know, my first beer of the day, I'm a fan of anytime.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but thank you for bringing it. Yeah, oh, it's, nice. it's
1: clean. It's crisp.
0: Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. I agree. I might mean, let me we, have a little more of that can there because yeah. we didn't we didn't open one for Chris because he was doing anything. research. He was doing research. Because we were drinking your beer while you were doing research. <laughs> all right, now I can cheers because I have something to cheer. I drank all my stuff before cheers I cheered. Cheer, cheer. cheers. Cheers. Right. cheers to Chris. Cheers. Cheers. It's a beer
2: week. San Diego made beer.
1: Hey Ben, that's that delightful. hmm. My kind of IPA.
2: That's fantastic, and it's. Um, It has a nice dryness to it, an approachable bitterness. It's not palate-wracking, and that's the way we define our stuffs at Pure Project. This came out pretty
1: good. All right, so. (laughs) That's what it went. You you just described all the things I like in an IPA. Mm -hmm. And all the ones that go the other way, not my thing anymore. I'll just take a brown or a blonde. Thank you very much. But this is exactly what I'm looking for. Isn't that the cool part? And as we're approaching San Diego Beer
2: Week, 10-day festival, like we mentioned, 15th edition of it beer has evolved through the times. So where we talk about IPA and there were beers called palette wreckers that, I mean, aggressively trying to shoot for those IBUs, those international bittering units and trying to rip the enamel off your teeth. Now we find a little bit of finesse. And then at the same time, we'll probably go back to that again, you know? And our palates change, evolve, the way beers are approached, change and evolve. Kind of like the way Big, no, Bigfoot's
1: still the same. (laughs) (laughs) It's still intense. (laughs) So, you know, that's something we've seen, you know, coming out of COVID. All of a sudden, there were loggers because brewers were trying to make something that could last a little longer, and and then there were loggers at the, our favorite breweries. So that was exciting. And then I think people kind of came back to the logger style, and so you can go out and you, and they're very regular to find now. Where we would have to hunt, really hunt to yeah. find a, a good logger for a while.
2: And I think that's a fun part. Is kind of like many brewers. They always say it's the brewer's choice is the logger. And now kind of post-COVID, they're kind of saying like, what do you want to make? Right. And you feel that passion with lager making. There's a great brewery called Bagby Beer um, located in Oceanside. They're about to have their whole, it's a, just a lager festival. They're inviting all the breweries, some some of the most remarkable breweries out of the United States to come together to just pour nice. lager. Nice. And this idea, maybe 10 years ago, <laughs> yeah, but saying, no, uh, what? Uh, yeah. Why? <laughs> so, nonetheless, um, we're going through some really unique times. Um, breweries are making really exciting beers, and we're kind of opening up the portfolio. Even though hazy IPA still becomes the most dominant, <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I think that's like with the bingo scorecard. Oh, it pays the bills. Someone huh? said hazy yeah. IPA. here
1: <laughs> Well, let, let's get into San Diego Beer Week. We want to promote that, so. What's new this year with San Diego Beer Week? Where is it happening? What do beer lovers across San Diego County need to know?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So it is currently ran by the San Diego Brewers Guild. Um, We just appointed our next executive director. His name is Eric Fowler. um, Probably 10 years in the industry, if not longer. Um, Multiple different breweries, yeast manufacturing companies, and he's currently leading it. The San Diego Brewers Guild uh, presents San Diego Beer Week, which is going to be November 3rd to the 12th. Like I said, 10-day festival starting this Friday, where we'll be doing a cheers uh, at 5pm all around San Diego County. There's over 150 different breweries, and the San Diego Brewers Guild is a trade organization that brings everyone together. We're going to be that liaison between breweries all the way over to people who are hobbyists, and they're like, whoa, I like beer, but where's the next brewery? There's one most likely half a mile away from you. Um, uh, that's, that's if, not if not closer, vista. If not closer. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in we Vista. We so the other day. So yeah. You just accidentally run into one. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty behind it. You know, We're here to uh, showcase what bre- local independent companies are. How amazing is that? Nowadays, when we look at labels, we're no longer saying made in the U.S. It's made in San Diego, made in Vista, made in Carlsbad. That hasn't happened in s- in many, many, many decades in the United States. So it's a really exciting moment. We're here to showcase, and this is going to be like New York Fashion Week, but here in San Diego, nice. San Diego Beer Week. Beer models. <laughs> <laughs> and models. So, yeah. <laughs> By the way, the,
1: the, the, both the cans and the bottles you brought are are certainly model quality. I don't want to gawk at them, but, but sure. they're, they're beautiful they're cans very very nice. and bottles. Thank yeah. you. So and it's going to have uh, be out in the streets. We're going to have events at breweries, yeah. This week, this absolutely. During this t- ten day period.
2: So, um, we were talking within the San Diego Brewers Guild, and we said we need to be out. We need to have some boots on the ground. So we're going to actually be going out to um, breweries from Vista all the way down to potentially Chula Vista, um, and just go out there have our booth for people to see who we are. Uh, My name is Chris Guzman. I am one of the board of uh, directors uh, for the San Diego Brewers Guild. So we have 12 different members here to help out, here to create both uh, educational events as well as conferences and just advocate towards local independent beer. So we want to be out there. We want to shake some hands, um, be at the breweries, have a pint. So if you haven't checked already, sdbeer.com, you can see the full lineup, see where we're going to be at. Eric, I believe, has the duty of being at every single one. Nice. So you get to meet the he's executive director and he's fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't met Eric, he's, he's going he's gonna to do some really incredible stuff here with the Guild. Very cool. And so uh, collaboration beer. I understand that's happening. Yeah. So one big thing about uh, about the beer industry that makes it and defines it different from any other industry is that sense of collaboration. Where in the heck do you see Apple and Samsung exactly. team up together to make? I don't know what the name of that <laughs> phone no,
0: would be. No, I, Galaxy, A, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Some Apple. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's that idea of coming together, working together. And we released this thing called Capital of Craft. And we've used that term with San Diego. 150 plus breweries. If you count the extended tasting rooms, you're looking at 220 within this county. That's more than some countries have, which is it's 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 surreal. We rule. We do rule. It's a wealth oh. of riches. <laughs> um, I say yes. It's a wealth of riches, yeah. and how cool is it that we have so much independent, local, local, locally made beer by people who are within our own neighborhoods? Um, but that being said, why would you live anywhere else? <laughs>
0: Cost of living. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, just, yeah. Uh, they just oh, released a yeah. thing saying San Diego is the most expensive oh, yeah. place to live in there's in the country. Or maybe even that. But, you know, but, live in your car and drink good beer. There you go.
2: There, you <laughs> go. there are t- yeah, sacrifices need to be made. <laughs> and it's it's absolutely fantastic. So, um, dubbed Capital of Craft, this draft-only West Coast IPA is going to be hosted by Modern Times at a Point Loma. And it's going to feature a couple breweries, dogleg, leg, out Here in Vista, Three Punks at Chula Vista, Kilowat, which has that Kearney Mesa and OB location, which I'm a big fan of. Seek Beer Co. If you haven't heard of Seek, super, super small. They're at the North Park Igniter yeah. Program that FG Fenton created. That They're doing some really fantastic stuff. We should seek them out. You should. Mm, yeah. you should. <laughs> and then uh, located just two doors down, you have Goal in the same Igniter Program. Goal started by Derek Galanosa, who was ever at Abnormal, opened up Moxa, came down and started his own thing. And finally, Northern Pine here in Vista. Oceanside Vista, yeah. Northern Pine's been doing some fantastic stuff. And they also have a new restaurant that they're about to debut November 3rd, if I'm not mistaken, called The Lodge. And uh, locals are pretty excited about that. Nice. Uh, it's also um, really great sponsors between White Labs and BSG, helping to supply some of the ingredients and uh, promote even more. So that's going to be on tap at Modern Times Point Loma at 5 o'clock this Friday, November 3rd. Um, so swing by, raise up a glass, and they're going to be distributing that beer also throughout San Diego County.
0: Very cool.
1: Um, it's, always a, it's always a white, it seems like it's always a West Coast IPA, and it's a big, bold one, too
2: oh yeah san diego like as much as hazy ipas are keeping the lights on from a lot of places we love our west coast ipa you know the water here has a lot of minerality. it accentuates the bitterness and it just leans more towards really great west coast beer so um and they get paler and paler they get a nice little bitterness and they're they're really crisp they're really refreshing especially with this santa Ana winds that we're having it's 81 degrees yeah <laughs> in November, in October. Or November, basically. Or yeah. yeah. basically it like November. Basically
1: we're <laughs> yes. it's not, it'll be November by the end of the week, and it's yeah. not getting any cooler. No, so. I can't
2: wait for the weekend start drinking some good beer.
1: Oh, wait, we're drinking beer now. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to wait. Oh, yeah. um, every time we've talked to a beer tender or whoever at Pure Project or at a beer festival, right. I specifically remember the Persian anniversary in, right. the, in the pouring rain, uh, whoever it is at Pure they love to talk beer and, and they, if you want to nerd out, they will nerd out and probably five or six different pure project employees I've talked to over the years. And it's always a delight are they're, they're, I would say they talk over my head, but they're explaining things to me that I don't know. And I think I know quite a bit. I'm going to guess it has a little bit to do with you, uh, your title, Beer Education Program Manager. What does that entail? That's a good title. Isn't that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wish I had that title. I
2: remember I was like, um, my previous boss, Kira Burchard, who kept me within the industry, I was like, she was like, Chris, you get to name your own title. I was like, that's a lot of pressure. She's <laughs> like, how about Beer Education Program Manager? And I was like, oh. that'll do. That sounds, that sounds very legit. Um, and then I got business cards after that. Um, but when I started over at Pure Project... Um, 2019, January of 2019, I was volunteering at the third anniversary and I was just volunteering. This is before I started and beautiful. If you've never been, sorry, if you've never been to one of the anniversaries at Pure Project, they're always held in January and they're a lot of fun. They only showcase their beer, which is kind of wild. When you go to the bourgeon one, which is yeah. an incredible time and probably one of the most underrated festivals around. Um, There's another great one coming up on November 11th over at Miramar at Embolden Anniversary with 10 different guest breweries. But over at Pure Project, it's just us. I'm like, okay, cool. It's the third anniversary. You're probably releasing a triple IPA. Where's the triple IPA? And Winslow comes over to me and he says, Chris, this is leaf. Leaf took three years to make. It's spontaneously fermented, California grain, aged hops. I was like, well, let's drink it I was like, wait, you're making a beer that took three years? Like you just define, like Lost Abbey makes that with DuckDuckGoose and you? And they're like, yeah, while the the IPAs keep the lights on, this is where our heart's at in the barrel program. And from there, I was like, I have to work for you guys. Uh, (laughs) So so I sent in my resume, uh, they hired me and I was one of 13 employees at the time. Small little tasting room, probably the size of this room over at the Miramar location and two beers every two weeks coming out.
1: Nice.
2: Different brands, different hops, different grains, um, different labels. Uh, the labels, the, the naming of the beer is also has something to do with the philosophy behind making the beer. So they were just like, hey, Chris, what do you think about the beer? And I'll taste it, and I'm looking at them, and they're like, hey, like, did you pick up that really cool citrus note? That's different from the previous IP that we made. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Could you keep educating the staff that way? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I judge homebrew. Um, and we just kept talking and they were like, cool. Can you keep educating, keep educating. And then we opened up two tasting rooms. So now we have the Miramar and the Balboa Park one, two locations, two new beers every two weeks. Staff has to be on top of it. If you go to a, 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 any place where, and you're like, Hey, I had a question about this and they look confused. You kind of feel confused. It just doesn't feel right. I've, Truly believe that the beer tenders have to be the most knowledgeable staff about the beer. So I just kept educating them. And now we have five different tasting rooms. Staff is on top of it. They're doing their homework. I am the liaison between the back of the house and the front of the house. Talking directly with the director of brewing operations. I'm saying, hey, where are we sourcing our grain? Where do the pluots come from? Bradley, Mm -hmm. California, with our friends over at Mission Trails. Where's the elderflower from? It's actually from Encinitas. coastal roots, 1% for the planet farm. Uh, They donate 70 to 80% of their organic produce to local um, families that are in food shortage or Holocaust survivors. Wow. So all these like information's given to me, I give it to the beer tenders. They do their research and whatever they find exciting, they lean that way. So when you go to any taste room at, at Pure Project, you create it. You get an experience unlike any other, and we're trying to set the standard so that other people follow. And eventually, San Diego
0: will have the most knowledgeable staff in the beer industry. Nice. You guys also do um, like classes, like off-flavor classes and stuff. That's very unique as well.
2: Absolutely, and that's that's. So I think of it. So I'm an advanced cicerone, one of like 170 in the world, one of two in San Diego, one of 15 in the state of California. And I really wanted that experience. I wanted to know the off flavors. So now that I have this role, I'm like, hey, can I have, can I do off flavor classes right before the Cicerone exam?
0: They're like, good practice.
1: Go for it. (laughs)
0: That's smart. That's what I've always wanted. And they're
2: like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of coincidental. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it kind of helps people out. so you see other breweries coming in. You get people who are just a fan of beer. Like, what,
0: what are off flavors? Every time I see it, I'm like, I need to go do that one of these right. times. I know yeah, I do. Yeah, and it just, no, I do. I really yeah. want to. It just, it, 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 it's going to work out one of these times. The dates are going to co- coincide, and it's going to be perfect for me to go over and do so it. So
1: in your role,
0: mm-hmm. um, you now everybody can enjoy beer whatever
1: way they want. I'm not here to judge, but there's got to be some things that make you cringe <laughs> a little when you see someone approach a beer. Uh, well, what's a common mistake a beer drinker who's not yet a beer lover might make. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, I mean, I've
2: drink and I've drank beer out of a shoe before. So like <laughs> I have a oh, huge you must be a rugby player. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which just uh, the rugby world cup was just this past weekend. Um, but one big thing is, and you don't realize this until you really get into the nitty gritty. And I've judged homebrew all the way to the great American beer festival of the whole gamut judging down in Mexico the aroma on things, once you start noticing aroma, whether it's food, like you if you've you been on a bike, drive, uh, riding your bike down the coast and you just, oh, the smell of a local restaurant, you're like, well, we gotta stop there on the way back. Did you just smell that? that Thai food smelled amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Thai food. Thai food. <laughs> yeah. Small little love for Thai food. <laughs> um, same thing with beer. That aroma, that aroma, we put a lot of uh, money into the hops, uh, dry hopping it for that aromatic punch. We put a lot of love into those aromas. Take your time with the beer, swirl it around. Uh, the beauty about beer is that there's carbonation within the liquid, knock out that carbonation within the liquid. All those little bubbles are going to release aromatic compounds. There's a thousand ish aromatic compounds hitting your olfactory. Take your time, swirl it, smell it, then take your sip. And then just like, whoa,
0: Nice. Uh, that's enjoy. cool. Yeah.
2: That's really cool. But the aroma, I think, is one thing I would suggest. Take your time with the aroma. You unlock a lot of nuances just off the aroma.
1: Pat Walls taught us to uh, give give the beer a little swirl. Get our nose in there real good, and and that really has changed the way I approach a, a lot of beers for my first sip. Yeah. After that, I'm drinking say, the beer.
0: Speaking of beers, what <laughs> we got over there? open it another <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. <laughs>
2: So, uh, keeping up with the San Diego Beer Week, um, as a representative of Pure Project, we're also going to be having some really incredible events coming up. So uh, Thursday we'll have International Stout Day Slushy, which is going to be pretty rad. Wow! Uh, <laughs> we still do slushy beers. That's right. Pure Project does a lot of slushies. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. on the weekends, uh, yeah, let's let's, let's crack go that on one next. next. Um, so we'll have a base beer, we'll add some organic juices, organic flavorings, and then make a nice like almost 7-Eleven slushie, but with a beer base. On Friday, we're going to be releasing t-shirts, stickers. But what I'm doing right here, on Sunday, November 5th, we're going to have a sour Sunday. Mm. Pure Project has defined itself as one of the very few breweries that still makes barrel-aged sours. They, like unlike most beers that take two to three weeks to make, these barrel-aged sours range from 13 months all the way over to three years. Um, so there's a lot of love. There's a lot of care. We're going to be having five different barrel-aged sours. And i actually brought two of the five here. The one that we just cracked open, this is Astral Infusion. Shout out to Remy. Remy's one of our coworkers. He actually named this. Uh, this is a wine barrel-aged sour with pluot and elderflower. Pluot organic pluot juice coming from our friends Ooh. up in Northern California, Bradley, California. Mission Trails cider—they're making absolutely phenomenal stuff. If you ever have a chance, Mission Trails, lock that in. I'm promoting San Diego <laughs> beer, but if you can try out their ciders, try out their meads. Um, An elderflower from a local um, uh, farm that we actually help support as a one percent for the planet company, and. Yeah, aged in Napa red wine barrels for nine months, organic fruit for three months, and elderflowers at the very end, just for that herbal, floral characteristic. Um, this beer came out pretty rad. Yeah. And we just released it this month in October. Nonetheless, this is Astral Infusion. Delicious. Yeah. I, I started drinking kombucha, so I'm starting to come around to the sour <laughs> sour side a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I enjoy this, actually. A lot well, of flavor.
1: Well, out is the best fruit.
0: It That's really not is. up for
1: argument. Um, <laughs> although I w- normally would have said strawberry is the best fruit for beer. I wouldn't know uh, beer if it's... I ran into one. Yeah. Oh, What pl- does it look pl- like? Pl- yeah. Show me. It's a plum apricot. Okay. And it's amazing. Oh, P- yeah. But eat those. Those are amazing. They, they are yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I would never thought of a beer with it. But they are amazing fruits. This is really good, though. This yeah. is a fantastic yeah. beer. So walk us through a tasting here.
2: Yeah. So, I'm, um, so first thing, I always like to look at the appearance of it. A um, little bit of an unfiltered, hazy approach to it leans almost like white peach there's a subtle pink characteristic to it the foam is an off-white giving it a quick swirl bring it up to the nose you could smell that like plum apricot a little bit of a floral um, there's a little bit of like a soft white bread um aroma to it as well you could kind of smell the acidity to it you know this is gonna have a nice pop to it um, on the palate A very lively carbonation, uh, a little bit of a rounder body up front. And then it's that beautiful medley of stone fruit, um, plum, apricots, peaches, all that's coming into your senses. Really nice acidity, nothing overwhelming, doesn't kind of rip the, doesn't re- remove the enamel off your teeth, um, finishes <laughs> off nice and dry, a little tannic. Um, nonetheless, this is a lively beer for kind of a hot day like today. you would be good with some food too. Oh, yeah. Um, we're actually doing um, kind of a segue. We're doing a beer dinner over at the Beaumont's. They're out of Bird Rock. Nice little restaurant. In La Jolla? In La Jolla, uh, yeah. Um, i trying to think if this beer's in it. We sat down with the managers, Chris and Eric, and went through the menu. They're going to be using locally caught fish, um, mm. and we're going to be providing the beer. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that's going to be coming out uh, November 9th, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, this was sea bass. Mm-hmm. Kind of
2: hungry. This with anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason,
2: I'm in. Uh, yeah, like when you think about like pairings, we put uh, a wedge of lemon over fish. Same concept. You could do that with barrel aged sours, and they'll just brighten up the dish. You mean pour this over the fish? Uh, I would,
0: uh, and then just drink <laughs> it. Just drink it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit for the fish. A little yeah, yeah, bit yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, a, little. One, a little one for you. One for me. <laughs> But nonetheless, I'm not sharing. Yeah. This is all for me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is uh, this is one that we really do care about. Uh, just released a brand new brand.
0: And the uh, logo came out pretty sick, too. Yeah, no, that's good. Very good. Um, all right. So uh, you've highlighted some of the beer week stuff. How, any pure project stuff you want to highlight coming
2: okay. up? So uh, besides that Sour Sunday that we're going to be having on uh, Sunday, November 5th, we'll have a Keep the Glass limited edition Mir Camp Cup Um they're 1% for the planet. We're 1% for the planet. So we're trying to work with other organizations that are like-minded as ourselves. Um, that's a pretty sick cool. yeah. oh,
1: That's nice. a pretty sick mug. We're seeing a picture of a mug for the listeners. <laughs> and, we were, and we were impressed. Yeah. And then the oohs and the ahs. <laughs> if only you could see it out there. <laughs> but you can get you it. Can. You can get your you own. just go to the, yeah. just check out Pure Project.
2: Yeah. Check it on. It's on the website, purebrewing.org. Um, Thursday, we're going to have a bottle release. We're going to have our third iteration of our barley wine. It's all English grains. It's American hops. So it's kind of a beautiful medley between English and American in terms of barley wine. And then we're going to have a barrel aged saison with ca- wet cascade hops, wet hop cascade.
1: A wet hopped uh, barrel aged saison. saison. None of that works, but I bet it does. Yeah. because you guys are experts over there. <laughs> We're just constantly We're, now being you're creative. You're the cicerone. Honest, none of that works. So, so theoretically, none of that works.
2: So theoretically, so when you think of wet hops, and wet hops is picked off the vine, the vine of the hop. Uh, in the hops are off vines in grapes. They're hop. They're off of vines, right? So they're picked off the hop, uh, the hop vine, and then you incorporate them typically into an IPA. So you have a wet hop IPA. What happens there is that at times those beers don't last that long. Um, the fresher, the better. Enjoy this between two weeks. If not, the vegetal side starts to come out and there's a little bit of like oxidation that happens because there's a lot of point of nucleations underneath those uh, those leaves of the hop. For Winslow, he was like, well, how do you remove oxygen in beer? And the way you do that is actually through this, which is bottle conditioning. So with a uh, healthy yeast in there, a little bit of sugar, you're going to kickstart another set of, uh, re and it's going to naturally carbonate your beer. And it's also going to remove the oxygen. So right there, you have a big expression of the hop with zero to no oxygen because of that process. So it's it actually kind of stabilizes it and it extends the lifetime of this wet hot beer. So that's going to be coming out on Thursday. Uh, We're going to be doing sensory on that in this upcoming week. And then Saturday is going to be Veterans Day. And last but not least, Sunday, November 12th, we're teaming up with the goods out of Carlsbad Village. If you haven't had the goods, the donut shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so (laughs) yeah, yeah. Gourmet donuts. uh, Gourmet donuts, uh, independently made craft beer. And we're going to be teaming up with them on November 12th. You can purchase your tickets, three different beers. Uh, the theme is seasonality. So you get some really cool winter uh, cinnamon, nutmeg type mm, of stuff. There's yeah. going to be a mini pie. There's going to be a yeast donut. And there's going to be a spiced cake donut. Ooh. All different flavors. This is them showcasing their culinary experience. And then we are pairing it with our beers within our taster room. So come in. It's three that pastries, three beers. And you get to enjoy it from two companies that are two blocks away from each other. Nice. And local.
1: And, and local. supporting local. You're drinking local. Eating local. Beer
2: donuts. Mm.
1: <laughs> sounds sounds like good. Like I, like I like Homer's sounds sounds like
0: like sense. I like Homer's <laughs> sense. to be Yeah.
1: This is for you, Homer. <laughs> yeah. mm. Well, that beer is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the very first day of our podcast, mm-hmm. we didn't really have a podcast yet, but we had come up with a name and we headed out to Miramar to, to visit breweries. Mm-hmm. And our first stop was... It was going to be L Smith, but they weren't open yet. Yeah. So we went over to Pure Project yeah, and knowledgeable. They served us; wa- yeah, yeah. they kept filling our water glasses. They were the service was on point. But uh, not know- they were talking to us about beer. Oh, you have a podcast, yeah. and then they started talking. And we're like taking notes, copious notes, but we have no idea what they're talking about because we really lot. don't know anything. Um <laughs> But that was our very first Shawshank, our, our highest. Award we can give a beer is a Shawshank beer. And, oh, nice. and it was a sunset crushed wow. with strawberry. Yeah. Love that and we took uh,
0: our Crowlers home to yeah. have more of it. Yeah. And that was our and very every time it releases. I go and buy multiple Crowlers every time. Should... Yeah, no, it's like that is a great beer.
2: It's so good Uh, for the people tuning in is with pure project. Anytime we're using fruit or spices and we'll be enjoying the next beer shortly, but anytime we're opening, using fruit or spices, it's always organic when possible. It's local. Nice. You can receive organic blueberries from Central America all year long, or you could wait until they're in season here in San Diego. So that farm to table mentality is something very definitive of the way we produce our stuff so strawberry season, yeah. San Diego, strawberry Fest. it's a big thing. Yeah. So we uh, teamed up with J Organics. They're out of the um, Spring Valley area near Escondido. Uh, we actually have an event with them this Saturday on November 4th. Um, they're going to be doing a farm to table sunset dinner. But strawberry season is May to June, April, May, June. So we're using close to eight to 10,000 pounds of strawberries. Wow. From local farm, picked off the plants, used within the in the beer within twenty four hours, wow. um, and that type of relationship. And it's not odd to have them come into the tasting room, and you know your farmer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. What a cool concept. Mm-hmm. The beer world should lean that a little bit more. Again, seasonality, uh, terroir, if you terroir, if you will, that idea of using local ingredients. It goes a long way. And sunset crush. Isn't that Mount Rushmore? It's oh,
0: a, it really is 100%. Cream <laughs> yeah. out with
2: strawberries, a yeah. little bit of organic Tahitian vanilla bean, 5.3%. Yeah, it's, it's, hey, it's maybe fantastic. real quick, you've touched on it quite a, a bit, but you know, the owners are real into sustainability and giving back. And so, where did that all come from? Yeah, totally. Um, so, our co founders, Jesse and Matt, when, <laughs> if you haven't checked out uh, this story on YouTube, um, it's from the brewer's story on YouTube, um, with, with pure project, but basically Jesse and Matt, they were white collar call centers. Jesse took a little sabbatical, went down to Costa Rica, lived in Costa Rica for a couple of years and said, you know what? I really miss craft beer. So decided to let's open up a brewery in, in Costa Rica. What does that look like? So normally a hike that would take nine miles took 12 miles in, the, um, the Rocky mountain national park. And Matt and Jesse are just talking about this, and they're like, hey, like, what do we, what do we want to achieve as a company? You know, well, you have to think about all this. So they flushed out all the ideas, and then they opened up Manuel Antonio Brewing, same exact logo as Pure Project, that that beautiful uh, leaf or grain or wheat with the raindrop, and they were doing beach cleanups. They were. They didn't have access to the sexy hops or the sexy (laughs) yeast because they're in Costa Rica. So they're working directly with the farmers and they're saying, what's in season? What's really good? What can we incorporate into our beer? And they're like, oh, right now, this is in season. So that mentality started there due to the state of the the country and uh, the sustainability and the environmental impact. They pulled the plug on it, moved it to Miramar, and we're the very first... uh, tenant of the brewer igniter program which goal and seek are part of right now over at miramar and then amplified which then turned into Covey, which is right next to us over at miramar um but that idea of hey you are manufacturing you have an impact on the world how can you offset that how can you be more uh conscious about it nice. so uh, Pure Project, since day one, has been 1% for the planet. Uh, to this day, I think we're close to donating half a million dollars right to That's environmental environmental cool. uh, organization vetted through the 1% for the planet, started by Yvonne Chouinard, who started Patagonia. Um, we're working both locally, Forever Balboa, Coastal Roots, uh, Surfrider, which cleans up the waterways here in San Diego. Um, we also have uh, national... Um, places where we donate as well. So it's just, Hey, be more conscious of where, what are you doing to the planet at all times? Awesome. Um, and feel good while you're drinking your beer. Exactly. There you go. And we're climate neutral and plastic neutral as well.
0: All right. Before nice. uh, before we get out of here for today, let's one last beer. Yeah. Totally. One last pure project one.
2: Thanks so much for uh, having me. And if you're uh, tuning in, check out sdbeer.com. There's your favorite breweries having a ton of events. It's a great place where all the events are listed. Check them out. Support your local brewery as well as beer bar. Um, They are a vital piece to keeping the industry alive, uh, which in recent studies was a $1 billion revenue generating
0: industry in San Diego. Mm. Something's going well because more and more keep opening. So (laughs) (laughs) especially here. Well, and it's not just new breweries. Actually, people are continuing to expand. We were just saying there's like three that are opening up here within a half a mile of this place. So
2: uh, you have a uh, prey coming yeah. out
0: versions opening up. Versions yeah. opening yeah. up theirs. Um, yeah. There's a couple. In. And I think a couple of the ones kind of more like a tap house type of thing, you know, with the restaurant, that kind of stuff. So Carl, Carl Strauss introduce- just opened up in San Marcos, their venue there. So, I mean, it's just, they just keep growing his area. Oh
2: yeah. So I haven't yeah. checked that out actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Shout out to Carl Strauss for opening up that San Marcos. I think it took two to three yeah. years. Yeah. It looks
0: very interesting. Cause it's, it's going to be kind of like, it's all outdoors type of thing. It's got like, they got like a food truck and then it's all, it reminds me very much of like if you've ever gone to breweries, like in Texas and stuff, like where everything's outdoors, you have the little food truck that's serving your tacos or whatever else. And you just sit and then listen to live, you know, music or whatever else. And so be interesting to see how, that, how it plays out. Absolutely. So check that out uh, over in San Marcos
2: outposts. Uh, pray started by my buddy, Justin, who was with Nail. Uh, right next to Ripkern, they're opening up a restaurant and a tea room. room. Uh, they've been working tirelessly, tirelessly. Ran into them the other weekend. Oh, and they, man. they
1: looked exhausted
2: and excited. <laughs> exactly. It's that uh, just having a baby type of thing where you're like, your
1: eyes are a little tired, but you're really excited and you're in the in moment. Fairness, Joseph always looks tired, but Justin also looks tired. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, they're two great brothers, and really excited for Virgin. They have yeah. their location down in Little Italy. They have uh, the Carlsbad one. They have the Escondido, and then these kids stuff? are gonna
1: be all right. Yeah.
2: They're gonna be fine. Yeah, uh,
1: Carlsbad. We're here Cur- talking about Pure Project, yeah. and you poured a beer. This, beer. this beer is cool. Like- oh. Yep. Uh,
2: so, like I said before, this is a sneak preview to the Sour Sunday that we're having. This is Ember Song. We started the whole company of Pure Project with three barrel aged sours because we knew you brew them you let them sit they'll be ready in nine to twelve months so the very first beer we produce brewed off of our brew house leaf that three year spontaneously fermented uh beer very similar to a belgian goose Madeline, our mixed fermentation saison and my favorite style a flanders style red ale so those are the first three beers. Winslow, 24, 25-year-old, was a head brewer by the age of 22 up in Santa Cruz, moved down here. Um, so he set those aside. And we used those same barrels for Flanders Red, Rose Red, over and over again. And then we moved into the Carlsbad location. Now, you have to be a production facility. And we're like, okay, we could produce beer. It's kind of small. If you've never mm-hmm. been... No, it's
1: oh, a tight spot. It's, it's
2: a tight spot. Two blocks away from the beach, right next to Handles. Um ice cream ice cream yeah handles ice cream Mm -hmm. uh if you see that massive line it is not for cans it's (laughs) actually for uh two scoops of ice cream um but that being said we purchased this thousand gallon barolo cask from italy and that's that barrel that you see on the left hand side so we were going from five barrel system or five barrels wine barrels for flanders red rose red we're moving to just one big barrel. And we're going to do it solera method. So we brew it, let it age nine months, remove 50%, put 50% fresh, let it age. And we're doing that continuously. But what do we do with those other barrels that had rose red initially, those five barrels? And we said, what if we do a sour brown ale? You know, so this beer was aged in those barrels for 17 months. Onezo picked up some cacao from Ghana, organic cacao from Ghana, and smoked it at home on his Traeger with some cherry wood, nice. and then added a little bit of uh, vanilla bean—not for that pastry dynamic, but more for that like earthy vanilla bean dynamic. Um, it's nuance. No one drinks sour brown ales, but oh, this is, look at us.
0: This is oh, look at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is this really is uh, good. this is my favorite one of the day.
2: This one, like. And when we're talking about, those aromas, just bring that up to the nose. You pick up those, like, dry cherry characteristics, some raspberries, almost pomegranate. There's a little bit of a... Um, I don't, it's got,
0: like, something there at the... Yeah.
2: Yeah, so a little fruit roll. And yeah. you have some really cool... You can kind of slightly smell the acidity. Um, now, can you smell sour? But no, but if it's in high quantity... You could start smelling. You're like, oh, this might be sour.
0: You get the or like feeling a sour cherry. Like, yeah, you this get, is gonna be tart. Yeah. Well, like I I about are, it is that it's, it's tart. It is tart right at the beginning, but it goes away really fast. It's not like sitting. Yeah, yeah. like that. That smooths out. It's such a good beer. Like from a like if I was again we've, we've but like if someone told me they didn't like sours I would say we'll try this beer I know. I'm saying, because I mean, it gives like you a me. taste yeah, of yeah. the sour but then it goes away real quick because it's just the smoothness of and I think that's the brown ale or the 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 malt you know like the, the roastiness of that kind of comes through and just bl- just balances it it's such a nice beer that malt character of a
2: brown ale and that like subtle like almost like uh, chocolate cookie yeah, meeting yeah. like subtle just toast a toasted bread like, a little yeah, nuttiness yeah, yeah, yeah. you have acidity you have dried fruit characteristics you have that beautiful complex malt character. Just you have a beer that challenges you. Yeah.
0: Um, As you said earlier, it shouldn't go together,
1: but it works so well. It works so <laughs> there's well. something on the nose of it that makes me think it's going to have brown sugar, which, yeah. I, which I don't know if it does, but,
0: You're right, it but does, the, the bl-
1: little blend of brown sugar in there, not sweet at all, but there's something in my brain that's trying, trying to add to that in there, up, and it's the, it's making it perfect.
2: Absolutely. This is one of those beers. This is Embersong. Uh, we do have it in the fridge. That's so uh, It will be featured for the Sour Sunday. As a staff, we meet... Uh, The whole front of the house, all five taste rooms together, four times a year. And we'll talk about different techniques, how to improve our guest experience. We constantly challenge ourselves. And we take note from what other beer tenders are doing. And uh, shout out to Lauren Lanthrop, uh, supervisor over at Carlsbad. She was like, if you crack open an Ember song and just splash past that to guests, you're blowing minds. Yeah,
0: no, it's, it's unbelievable how good it is. And we're like... All right, and then we
2: all tried it as a group, and we're like, holy smokes, that's right, we do make this. You can say (laughs) shit, you can say
0: holy shit, (laughs) okay. I have a question for you, because one beer that I also had that I haven't seen in a while, Romeo and Julius. (laughs) Yes, Uh, so in
2: the same series as Sunset Crush, uh, strawberries are in the spring, summertime. Typically, big orange season is in the wintertime, we just haven't yeah. made it. Yeah, it's an incredible beer. Um, at times, it could kind of compete with Tropical Mist, which is our best-selling no, right. beer. No, I, I see
0: that, but that yeah, There's another one that I had from you guys And at one time, and I had. I'm like, oh my god, mind blown! Line that beer, how good is this beer? And then it's like gone away, and I've never seen it since. And
2: uh, so he's putting in a personal request no, at some here. point. But no, no, because <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, t- I, t- like t- I would put, yeah.
0: I would put Strawberry Crush. I would put that Romeo and Julius. I would put that. Th- this beer here, this this Ember Song, like those are as good a beer as you can make. Absolutely, you know,
2: it's it's one of those. And Pure Project again, two new beers every two weeks, right. two bottles every month. Typically barrel aged sour, barrel aged stout, or just big imperial stout or barley wine. That being said, we're constantly saving some in our catalog, yeah. and we'll probably bring them back. Um, we just this year brought back Hazel It's this big. Imperial style with whole organic toasted hazelnuts from Oregon, uh, cacao from Peru, and I think Nicaraguan coffee, something of that nature. We hadn't made it in three to four years. And I mean, if you were an OG fan, you're like, Uh, is that that the Hazelsaurus Rex? That's awesome. Uh, We're bringing back Jade Dust this week. Um, That's going to be on Thursday. And that's a, a Pacific Jade and Mosaic Hazy IPA, which we call Murky. Uh, but we haven't made that in two years, yeah. so it's not off the well, I table. I guess you guys,
0: if you're constantly putting new ones, you're constantly pushing it. It just kind of is what it is. And, exactly, and, and appreciate it when it's here. <laughs> exactly, and and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like, I I as you a get f- an extra bottle and stash it. So <laughs> yeah. you have, when put you it away, those, yeah,
2: back of the fridge yeah. uh, for the good day. But um, as a fan of beer, we have this really unique business dynamic where two new beers every two weeks, that means super fresh beers right. always on those drafts, unless it's the barrel aged stuff, right? Um, so you kind of come in, you might fall in love with this IPA two, three weeks later, it's gone um, until oh, next you year. You can't let yourself fall deep.
0: it's kind of like Costco. <laughs> no, like you buy it when you see it because <laughs> it may not be there the next time you go.
2: It's the exact same concept. And which, uh, holiday season, I yeah. guess, is around the corner because yeah. Costco's decked yeah. Yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been decked out since August. It has been. So, but yeah, no, it's, that's a great actually rule of thumb there. You, you may not see it the next time you go. So, if you really enjoy it, yeah. put it yeah, away for now. It's been
1: a minute since you've been to Pure
0: yeah. Brewing. Head back. There's going to be some new Five stuff. locations. Yep. So, there's, you can't, wherever you are, there's a place close to you. Exactly.
1: Our bigger point it's San Diego Beer Week starting mm-hmm. now through November 12th. Find the places, find the beers. Chris Leggisman, thank you for sharing your beer, your story, uh, your knowledge, everything uh, San Diego Brewers
0: Guild with us. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, uh, empty glass. I got to get four of <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get a little more of that. Cheers.
2: Watch everyone. Cheers to you. Oh, Cheers okay. again to local craft beer. My big takeaway at the end of the day, um, as we celebrate San Diego Beer Week all across the county, make it an effort to potentially check out a place a brewery that you haven't been to yeah. you know it's we have the luxury of having over 150 breweries there's probably some breweries you haven't been to probably or you never uh-huh. even heard of or maybe been to you'll probably find something really exciting and again those are local people living within your county making a product that says san diego carlsbad vista chula vista um there's a lot of great beer out in san diego go support um the one's kind of off the being be path that's my goal this year Make some new friends. Make some new friends. There
1: you, there you go. go. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers so See you guys. Thank you again for joining us. It's beer week, everyone. Go out there, support your local brewers. They're not only making great beer for us, but making their communities better. Cheers. Cheers. We'd love to keep chatting, but right now, we got to run.
0: B-E-A-R-U-N, beer run. beer run. All we need is a ten and a fiber. Being a sober driver double a double run